Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Today is going to be an amazing episode because we have got an arm wrestler that is from the USA who is an absolute emerging elite on the, on the international scene. This guy is taking names already and he is looking incredibly strong. I am, of course, talking about none other than Paul Lynn pulling out of Pennsylvania, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, in fact. So without further ado, let's get Paul on the line. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Paul Lynn. How are you, brother? Very well. How about yourself? Very well, mate. Mate, I'm very well. I'm just winding up my last couple of days here before I head over your way into the States. So, man, I'm really well, but how about you? What are you up to? Uh, on my way, driving back two hours from practicing the storm. Oh, mate, you, you, you're picking the best to, to train with. Tell me about how, how'd you go. You, you pinning storm these days or what? What's that? Are you pinning storm these days or what? Am I pinning him? <laughs> Uh, we, we practice without the pin pad. <laughs> oh, very good, awesome, awesome. Well, you got you got a good good crew. Now you're from you're from Pennsylvania, yeah? That's right. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, awesome. central to the state. Yeah, nice, nice. Now, now, Paul, for for everyone who hasn't yet met you, like for, for our audience, Paul is an absolute emerging elite in the sport of arm wrestling, mate. Can you tell us a little bit about how you found the sport of arm wrestling and just um and and kind of the background and how you got so strong as well prior to finding the sport? Sure. So uh, I I played, you know, as as a young kid, I played just about every sport, um, and I really zeroed in on football, American football. Yep. And I uh, played that through through high school, college, and then at, at the pro level overseas. And uh, when when that kind of ended, uh, I went into coaching, and and that, you know that that satisfies a little bit of competitive drive and everything. Yeah. But after ten years of coaching, it, it just got to be one of those things where I you know I wanted to look for something where I could actually still be physically competitive. Yeah, okay. And I kind of not necessarily stumbled upon, but I found the Northeast. Uh, Northeast board uh, that used to be used quite a bit for promoting arm wrestling tournaments, and I, and I got myself an account, and, and I found a tournament in Pittston, Pennsylvania, run by uh, uh, Tom Nitro Simcoe. A lot of people in arm wrestling uh, know him; he's been around forever. Yep. Um, so I just I basically just uh, drove drove uh, two and a half hours and, and just showed up, yeah. and uh, wound up winning the novice class <laughs> and jumping in pros and getting humbled a little bit. But uh, I took third in the pro class. And at that point, I kind of questioned, like, I don't know if this is for me, because when you're, when you're starting off and you remember when you were a kid and you're arm wrestling at a lunchroom table and at a bar and you never lose, and then you, you lose and get humbled by a couple of pros, um, it's, it's definitely, uh, <laughs> it, it, it makes you think, uh, is this for me or because I'm not used to losing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, <laughs> and then I decided to go and uh, hit the, the, the PA Winter Blast tournament hosted by sue fisher yep. and at that tournament there was a, a lot a lot it was a huge turnout and there was a lot of the best from the northeast that's where i went i met storm and sam harris and jim bryan and sean latimer and all these other guys and after that tournament i uh, decided to get a table so i talked to ron klemba yep. uh ron klemba and tim bresnan were the were the two refs at that at that tournament and uh i asked ron if he would if he would make me a table he said you know what i I have one already made. I don't make them anymore. But if you come up, you can get a practice in and, and grab your table. Yeah, so I drove wow. five hours up to Connecticut uh, and practiced with Team Dungeon. And that was, like I said, once again, eye-opening. 
four hours of, of just getting my ass kicked over and over <laughs> and then driving home five hours with my forearms. But I was happy because I had my table in the back of the truck. Oh, yeah. So, wow. and, and I think, yeah, from that point, I, I, I proceeded to, to, to go up and practice with Team Dungeon for the next, the next consecutive four weeks. So I drove five hours wow. the next four weekends you, you obviously, to get those practice. You obviously fell in love with the sport pretty much straight away to, to, to be willing to drive that much because it, it, I find that it is like that. People either love it or they really get scared and walk away after their first experience. So you loved it, hey? Yes, yes. And it, it, that, that's a great way of putting it because you either get scared away right, like right off the bat because of losing or because of the pain associated with it yeah. or you get, get addicted to it. <laughs> yeah, oh, awesome. Well, only two years into the sport, um, it, it's incredible that you're at the level that you're at at the moment. I mean, you're, you're obviously brought a lot of strength from that that from that from football background, obviously plenty of strength involved in, in that sport. Um, do you consider yourself uh, an explosive style arm wrestler? What, what, what sort of arm wrestler do you see yourself becoming as, as you evolve in, into the, the elite level? Well, I guess, uh, you know, I, I've went through a few phases in arm wrestling. Right now, I consider myself versatile a lot of people see me as an inside hook puller i don't see myself that way yep i started off just high side pressure fast hit yeah. all explosion yeah all fast switch and then i grabbed then you know throughout the process and being able to train with a bunch of different groups i actually train quite often now with dave morocco and kenny smith yep. um in the old line maryland arm wrestlers so i they're about two hours from me i go every other week there yep. and pulling with kenny and dave they really kind of opened my eyes to, to inside pulling Yep. and the technique and everything involved and they kind of you know they kind of pushed me in that direction say hey you know you know if you can if you can even hang at all with kenny in a hook you should be pulling in a hook so for a while that was my primary focus yep and now i've kind of redirected into a little bit more hand control and working a lot with barry hurst on 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 strap pulling he's yeah. totally changed my setup and my outlook on the straps yeah. so i i mean i think the end goal is to be able to have a counter move for anybody you arm wrestle yes. and to be able to arm wrestle them in their weak spots rather than being forced into their power. Yeah, I like it. I like what you hear. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. I think that's the way to go. That's awesome, man. But um, so I, I want to know, like, I've, I've seen, um, I mean, I've personally been in the sport for about five and a half years, and, and I, I've seen you pop up in the last couple of years and, and seen some amazing footage of, of you pulling against some some elites. Um, even though, even if it's just on the practice table, I've seen you pulling with people like Todd Hutchings and and being able to hang with Todd Hutchings um, in, 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 in a hook and... And just in the side pressure department, um, is, is there is there anyone particular that you've got your eye on that you that fuels your fire that you want to chase and and just and, and aim for? Well, I'm, and you know, I'm not I'm not really a, a guy. I don't call people out. That's not. I mean, I don't get into all that really. I, I mean, I think we all have uh, motivators out there, and obviously, you know, Todd Hutchings is is, is the man. Yeah, right handed. And even left-handed at, at in the 198 class for sure in this country. Yep. Uh, I wouldn't say that I have my targets on him. I would. Lo- I, I love. I like the idea of using him as a gauge as far as certain things. Yep. But I don't have one guy that you know. Hey, I'm going to go get this guy, or right? I want to call this guy out in a super match. That's just not my style, and I really not even wrap my mind around super match arm wrestling yet. Yeah. Um. So it, I'm kind of. I'm still on that. That. That page one. Of it. Let's go to a tournament where there's a guy that I want to pull at and see how things uh, pan out. I know it's not the same as, you know, a, 
a best of five or, or a, a six match guarantee. Yeah. I know it's not the same as far as seeing who's who's the best, but I, I still qu- I haven't quite graduated to that super match level yet. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's fascinating. Tournament pulling and super match pulling, definitely two different beasts. I remember my first ever six-round super match uh, actually had 17 starts in it. By the time you went slips and straps and fouls, 17 starts. So closing your hand on the 17th start is something different. But um, yeah. but I think I think that uh, I think that looking at looking at you and looking at at um, the, the, the sort of level you're at and the, the opponents that you're chasing, um, particularly over there on the East Coast, uh, I, it, it seems like you're establishing yourself very quickly as as the man to beat in the 220-pound class and also down to sort of that. You can get down to 195, is that is that correct, if, if you had to? Yeah, I can. I, I mean, I, I see myself as a 98-4. Yeah. I walk around, you know, depending on, depending on my diet and carb intake and what I'm preparing for, I can walk around anywhere from 208 to 220 yeah. and still be fairly lean. Yep. But I, I, I've cut to I've cut to 98 or below, I think six times now. Yep. So I've got I've got it I've gotten it to the point where I'm not losing as much power as I was early on in the Arnold Classic. I, I don't feel like that cut hurt me one bit. I weighed in at yeah. I weighed in at 194. I think I overshot the cut. The next day I was two thirteen, so it was all water, and I felt good. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. Well, you're doing well because I know cutting cutting affects so many people where they, they really do lose a lot of strength and that. So if you've got it down pat, then that's awesome. But um, no. So so Paul, tell me, do you have uh, any tournaments on the horizon that you're you're preparing for at the moment? Well, uh, next week we'll we'll be in Arizona for uh, the Travis Bajan Finals. I know there's been some question as to whether it's going to happen. I got solid confirmation that it's definitely it's definitely going to happen. I think uh, some things just got a little confused uh, there when it came to you know yeah. the, the information being put out, um, it, it, you know, in a, in a decipherable manner. But yeah, it's been on the whole time. Yeah, so, so that's kind of the big thing I have circled. Yep. So you're pulling the two twenties, was it? Yeah, I'll pull the two twenties. I'm not going to make it to 187. Eh, I might die doing that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, I, I, mate, I will be there as well. I, I can't wait to be honest. I'm, like I said, I'm getting on a plane uh, in a matter of, of only a few days now, and uh, we'll be join, joining you over there. So, mate, I can't wait. I think, and I'm going awesome. to be in the two twenties as well. I mean, I'm walking around at about, I'm walking around at 200. Um, so I'm trying to trying to eat as much as I can just to have some surplus energy. But right. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Storm and I were talking about it today, like, you know, what's the value of, of really bulking up and carving up? I don't know how much there really is for adding power in a week, but I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I added carbs back into my diet, too, so yeah. you're not alone. <laughs> yeah, good stuff, man. So, so Paul, only two years into the sport, um, you're still finding your feet in terms of what you want from the sport um, and who you're chasing and all that sort of stuff. Um, is, is there a particular league or a particular avenue that you that appeals to you most that you want to go down the path of? Okay, and that's a great question because I've kind of I've uh, I've ventured off into doing a little bit of promoting and, and running tournaments myself, and I've really networked with some some good people. Yep. Um, I don't. I really don't have any specific league circle. Uh, the, the person I work primarily with is James Reed uh, out of New York, CNY arm wrestlers. Yep. Uh, as far as the East Coast goes, this guy is as reliable and professional, and you know what you're getting out of his tournaments. So when it comes to like the smaller promotions that may wind up getting bigger, 
he's definitely one that I'm on board with yep. wholeheartedly. Yep. And I won't I won't host the tournament and let these involved. Yeah. So sure. when it comes to that the smaller level stuff in the northeast and the east coast, I'm I'm definitely uh paired up with, with, with James on everything he's doing. Yeah. As far as the other leagues that are going on around here, I, I, I believe in permeation. I know a lot of people think that, like, ah, so less is more, big, uh, less tournaments, but big turnouts, you know, high quality. Yeah. I think if we're going to grow the sport, we need to permeate. Yeah. And I know I, I, I listened to some of your uh, podcasts before, and you say that there's only so many options in, in Australia. Yeah. And, and the United States, I think, for a while is like that, too. Uh, and we're, we're in a junction here where not really knowing what the future is with the different leagues and everything allows for smaller promotions to pop up and really spread the sport. And without the opportunity in this country for kids to arm wrestle, you know, at a high school level or at a gym, there's no tables at gyms around here. It's not like Europe. It's not like Eastern, Eastern European countries where these guys are, are doing it when they're five. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think the smaller promotions – and the reaching out to kids and, and uh, the younger demographic is going to be huge for where we want to take the sport. Yeah, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there with the kids. I mean, that 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 in itself is 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 everything. I think for the future of the sport, if you're going to make the sport big, it needs a solid foundation. And 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 recruiting recruiting 35 year olds who 35 year old tradesmen because they got a strong hand into the sport's not enough. Um, you, need, you need a bigger bigger platform. So I'm hearing you on that. I like it. I like it. But if if the WAL called you or if uh, Mazarenko called you, you'd, you'd happily pull in any of those big leagues as well. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, uh, we were we were to James and I, James Reed and I were talking about that, and you know, some of these guys are you know get criticized or why'd you sign the contract or whatever because you know how signing a contract is, and you know I, I believe some of those contracts last several years. Yeah. And James made a great point. He was like, everyone who's saying about these contracts, how many of them would not sign it if they were offered it? <laughs> I mean, if yeah. somebody said, hey, you know what, we're going to, we're just going to fly you out and let you compete for free. Yeah. And all you got to do is sign this out of line. I'll probably do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. So uh, I love the arm wrestle. I love the competition. And I love the idea that it, I believe WAL has the ability to grow the sport exponentially. Yeah. I think a lot of arm wrestlers criticize it. And once again, this is opinion. And, and I, I don't, you know, I don't get overly animated about my opinion, you know, when talking to people online, yep. but I think overall WAL um, will take us in the right direction. If we really want to grow the sport, I don't think uh, pulling WAL is, is selling out or, 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 you know, or, or, not being true to the, the pureness of the sport. Yeah. I think WNL platform and getting on major media is one of the only ways that we are going to, to permeate that younger demographic. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. yeah. So you go on. Everything, everything involved in the rule setup and speeding the matches up and everything, I know that a lot of that is, is definitely scrutinized, mm. but it, it, it in order for it to be a spectator sport, it needs to be speeded up. So I understand that. Yeah. Um, does it, it does hurt the integrity of the actual match? Maybe that's, that's up to debate. But I think what WAL is doing now with the Super Match Series is exactly the way to go. Uh, I was in attendance at Baltimore yep. at 402, and I'll tell you what, I had a great time. I felt like I was at a pro boxing match, which yeah. that, was the atmosphere, that was the atmosphere in the, in the venue. And I can only imagine, you know, how it's being perceived now in comparison to what a normal tournament looks like. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think overall 
the WAL is doing good things. Yeah, I agree with you, Tony. And I'm definitely uh, fine. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I, I agree with you. I think that the the strength of WAL is is the network that they clearly have in the business world. They can get on the major media outlets, as you said, and they can reach reach a a, a level of new audience that no small time promoter is going to be able to do. And that that is a benefit to all promoters. I mean. You got the the more people that watch WL that see Devin Larratt pulling Shaquille O'Neal and and all that that makes them curious about right. is there arm wrestling in their local area and and they, and I reckon there'd be many young people who after seeing Devin pull Shaq would have jumped online and googled arm wrestling to see what on earth this is and and sure enough if there was a local club in their area they'd be tempted to go along to it and ha- and have a go so I think that WAL yeah it's it's leading the charge they will let let them spend the money and we'll um everyone will benefit from it and, yeah right and it, it, it's adding legitimacy to the sport because you get so many people say wait you arm wrestle that's a yeah. sport <laughs> yeah. and they say okay well, why don't you come to practice and see how sore you are the day after and tell me it's not a sport yeah. so but when, when you see it on when you see it on Turner Broadcasting or you see it on ESPN3 or you see it on the on a legitimate network yeah. regardless of the, the motivation behind it or the way most arm wrestlers perceive it it still adds a level of legitimacy to, to the newcomer yeah. or to the person who's tuning in and I think that, I think that's huge and, and then what the the opportunities for the United States to have um, have arm wrestling respected the same way it is in in the Eastern European countries are really going to be driven through these large media platforms, and I think that's yep. really the only way. Yeah, yeah, I'm hearing you, man. Well, um. I think that uh, you're on a you're on a fascinating path. I love I love hearing your whole story, man, and um, and where you're going. The fact that you've done everything you've done in two years to me says that you are you are definitely on the path to being a genuine elite. I, I think you're on the fringe of elite already. And um, man, I can't wait to see where you're going next. Is, is um is is there anything last last of all that you you want to mention that you you're looking forward to on the horizon over the next couple of years, or where to from here, man? Oh, I don't know. Like I said, I'm just I'm just trying to grow. I'm enjoying myself. Uh, I spent spent so much time coaching. It's nice. It's I'm I'm blessed to be able to be in the position where I'm the one getting coached. Uh, it's very refreshing. Yeah. Um, I'm blessed to have I'm blessed to have the network of people within a two or three hour radius to me. Um, I'm blessed to have the support of some of these older arm wrestlers. You know, the Dave Morocco's. Uh, you know. And even the Storm Chilinos, the Sam Harris's, they're all they're all within driving distance for me, and yeah, and absolutely. everyone has been so helpful. Yeah. I wouldn't be anywhere like I don't I I, ha, I don't really I don't really acknowledge what level I'm on yet because to me I'm not there yet. Yeah. But yeah. any any success that I have had, I I attribute wholeheartedly to the people who are willing to to answer my stupid questions <laughs> that I repeatedly ask and. And, and take the time to work with me because that's really where I, I believe that that's where you can gain most rapidly in the sport. Yep. The gym stuff and the workout stuff is is one thing, but the knowledge, the understanding of the angles and, and all the intricacies of the sport yeah. is something that the only way you can gain it uh, in a short period of time is put yourself around good people who are not afraid to share their knowledge. Yeah, Absolutely. Man, well, I wish you all the best. Um, it's been an absolute honor hearing your story, brother, and um, I will. I'll, I'll be seeing you very shortly in Arizona. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely, I, I can't wait to meet you. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much again for coming on the show, brother.
Thank you for having me. All right, take care. Alrighty, ladies and gents, there we go, Paul Lin, uh, mate, uh, he, he, to me, sounds not only like uh, an amazing guy, but he's incredibly humble as well, and I think he's got a very, very solid platform of support, and the, the approach that he's taken to the sport uh, seems to be one that is going to set him in, in very high stead, so, um, Paul Lin, amazing athlete there, and yeah, as you just heard, Paul Lin and I were both competing in the 220-pound class at the NAL Championships in Arizona in... A little less than about a week, about eight days' time. Oh, my goodness. Eight days' time, that'll be on. All right, guys, thank you so much for watching. I'd love it if you could hit like and share on this one. Cheers, guys.